What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Thanks for being here. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 215 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Nine Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, we are at the Go Home Show before Against All Odds 2006, where our main event for the set event is going to be Captain Charisma, Christian Cage, challenging the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Jeff Jared, and yet so much more. And by so much more, I mean Samoa Joe defending the X Division title against both Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles in a rematch from Unbreakable 2005, which is arguably the greatest match in TNA history. And then also, Falls Count Anywhere, Rhino, Abyss. They might be going through more walls, but this time they can be pinned. And then the other match that I know of officially, the James Gang going on against LAX. I'm assuming Homicide and Apollo, although Conan could potentially be there. But you have told me, as you're throwing up gang signs, um, you have told me that Conan's hip is all jacked up, so maybe he won't be. So who knows? But we will likely, and I mean like when I say likely, I mean we will find out on tonight's episode who will be the number one contender towards America's Most Wanted and their historic NWA World Tag Team Championships. Now you might be wondering, Bob, who are going to be in this match? Which teams? Well, there are two relatively new teams to the TNA scene. We're going to get a fresh matchup. Because Team 3D has decided in another match for Against the Odds, this is what we call transitioning. They are going to be wrestling Team Canada because apparently they thought the fans wanted to see that more. I don't know if I necessarily agree with the crowd reaction aspect of it. Dude, they they voted. Yep. Okay. Well, whatever. We'll we'll say that's legit. Uh, if I'm a Team 3D fan, I feel like I would want them to challenge for the Tag Team Championships, but that's just me. Uh, the number one contendership finals, the tournament. There's only, uh, you know, four teams in this tournament to begin with, but now we're down to two. And it's going to be Austin Aries and Roderick Strong teaming up to take on the duo. That is Chris Sabin and Sunjay Dutt. Now, Sabin and Dutt have probably teamed in the past. I just have a, a, the one. I know they did one other time in the tournament. But I'm not sure about how much they have done uh, prior to any of this lead up to against all odds. But I'm sure it's happened. So, Dallas, my question for you is who in the world is going to be challenging America's Most Wanted at against all odds? Team 3D. Okay. They're not, they are not part of the equation 
Because they're fighting Team Canada. Correct. So I think we kind of discussed this uh, on our last episode when they were starting this mini tournament that I kind of was hoping that we'd see the favorites of uh, Ares and um, Strong. However, America's Most Wanted is a heel team. Right. And wrestling kind of writes itself sometimes. But the good news is that we do actually uh, enjoy the team of Sabin and Sanjay Dutt. So I don't really think we're going to be losing. I think either way, uh, I think it should be interesting. And I like the idea that America's Most Wanted, whether it's a one-off or not, has uh, a new team to challenge. Yeah, no, this is definitely like a definition of a win-win situation. Although I feel like I'm more... I'm more curious to see how AMW versus Aries and Strong match would go. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That just seems like a very interesting and unique matchup to take place. But Aries and Strong are kind of acting like douchebags uh, with Alex Shelley towards Jerry Lynn. So mm-hmm. that's probably not going to happen. No. But they wanted to earn their shot. This is their chance. And if they don't do it, then back down the ladder, they will go. Right. Yep. So that's against all odds. Sting is not on the show. But remember, Eric Young. See, now I remember this. Eric Young said he yeah. is not. He's not gone. It's kind of weird. He was like, guys, he's he has, he's not leaving. He hasn't left. He's still hanging around. So Eric Young. Who has gone kind of like schizophrenic on us here? He uh, believes that Sting has in fact not retired, and that Sting is a liar. So everybody knows that if you're a liar in wrestling, you're a babyface. Just ask Hulk Hogan. So Dallas, what else do you have uh, as we lead into uh, again uh, into the Against All Odds uh, Go Home Show of Impact? Oh boy, do I have some. Big breaking news for you to kick us off, Bob. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, to kick us off. I was actually trying to look really quick. Um, as you just mentioned, the Eric Young thing. I can't remember what happened directly before that, but... Oh, it was because they hired Alex Shelley to get dirt. Yeah, they were in the parking lot. Yep. And the yep. guy in the car, and he was, they were like, go get that, or you're fired. Or something. And I think some of my favorite Alex Shelley stuff will be happening within... It, it feels like any time, but within a few months, I'm assuming. So I'm very excited. Yeah, probably within the next, I'd say, three months. Yeah. Um, okay, we got to start off with this. I mean, this is so big. Okay. We have to start off with this um, this note, and uh, we're going to chat about it a little bit. And then I have a couple more notes before we jump into the show, which then you'll get more notes. It's like, oh. it's the gift that keeps on giving. That's great. You know? These notes from the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Well, it's official. Spike TV announced on February 5th that TNA Impact will be moving to Thursdays at 9 p.m. Effective April 13th. Huh. We're going prime time. Yeah. This is big. Holy shit. This is a big deal. That's really quick. Yeah. It's on crazy. Thursdays? Thursdays. Yeah. Now, uh, we have wow. a little bit more about this. And I, Dave talks wow. quite a bit about programming and the leads and all that stuff. I don't have I, – I cut some of it out just because it, I feel like it's just very long. But um, he says that the move had long been expected 
since Spike made the decision that the new season of Ultimate Fighter would be on Thursdays at 11 p.m. starting on April 6th. Now, the reason that TNA will move a week later is because UFC will be doing a two-hour live TV special on April 6th, preceding the first episode of the series that will be built around Ken Shamrock and Tito Ortiz as rival coaches and build to a grudge match late in the year. So, at that time, TNA will continue to air on Saturday nights at 11 p.m. as a uh, repeat of the Thursday show. So, instead of, I'm assuming instead of that Monday one, now we'll have that. Uh, but he might mention it here in a second. As of right now, tapings will continue to be held every other Tuesday, although it hasn't been talked about switching, hasn't talked about being switched to Mondays in April to give them an extra day to edit or smooth out any problems uh, technically with the show. The Monday night midnight time slot is being dropped. So there you go. So now instead of that Monday right. night time slot, midnight slot, we will have a Saturday night at 11, um, which theoretically... I don't think it's going to do that bad as a replay. Well, no, because you're going to have people, especially initially, probably not even really know mm-hmm. that they're switching night or they're not. They might forget whatever. But people have habit viewing, so if you keep a rerun or replay at this at the time that it was initially playing, like you should still get a pretty strong number from a habit standpoint. Right. Um, now the one lead-in note I will mention, and I think this is like a pretty big deal. Um, so it says, while not confirmed by Spike officials, the belief is that Thursday night lineup would be this. CSI at 8 p.m., which is currently the highest rated show on the network, leading to Impact at 9 p.m., UFC Unleashed at 10 p.m., and then The Ultimate Fighter at 11 p.m. So they are sandwiching Impact amongst their biggest shows, essentially. <laughs> so they're basically saying, hey, you can't fail. I mean, literally, I feel like this is an easy win. So you have your strong lead in to where people are probably going to watch, you know, could potentially watch the first five to ten minutes to get them hooked. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you have you UFC fans who are probably going to tune in for the last three or four minutes, potentially, to see what's going on. Right. It's it's very interesting. Um, That's he did. Yeah, uh, he does go on to say here that there has been talk of a two-hour TNA special airing on April 13th, but that has not been finalized. As noted last week, Jeff Jarrett was trying to get a Monday night show in a 90-minute time slot. The company is still hoping for those upgrades down the line, but is positioning it as a major step forward after just five months on the network, which I, I agree. It's a win to just be getting moved to primetime on a Thursday no, night. No, ab- absolutely. You, you do not. I understand the whole Monday night thing. You know, because that's where wrestling fans have grown accustomed to watching wrestling mm-hmm. in terms of WWE and because of WCW, the whole Monday Night Wars, whatever. But there is no doubt in my mind that if TNA were to go to Monday nights in 2006 at 9 o'clock mm-hmm. for a 90-minute show, I don't even think the word slaughtered would appropriately no, describe no. the result here. There's just no way. There's no way. No, they cannot. I mean, that. 2006, you have on Raw, you have what? You have Cena, you have Michaels, you have Triple H. It's insane. 
It's like really crazy. It's just there's no fucking way. Yeah. But that's Jared. It's that fighting spirit. Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy. Um, probably the Hurricane and Rosie. Yeah. yeah. Stacy Keeler. Shelton Benjamin, Trish Stratus. You're gonna get Victoria. You're gonna get murdered. You're going to get murdered. Because I'm no, pretty sure they're still they're still doing like mid what? They're doing like fours still probably in two thousand six. I wouldn't be surprised. Um let me, I can I'm just gonna skim quick. Does he mention anything about WWE here? Um Nope, not in this. Not even in the stuff I skipped over. So um Oh wait, here we okay, here you go. This is actually um from February sixth. I have it in my impact uh, rating stuff. Um, Raw either drew either a 4.4 or a 4.5. So, yeah. So, and that's not even WrestleMania season. Yeah. So, come WrestleMania, they're doing probably low fives. That's pretty insane. You know, around this time. There's just no way. I mean, listen, listen, we have enjoyed, for the most part, each week of of impact. Mm -hmm. It is a pretty consistently good television show. You compare it to a Raw or SmackDown for that matter, and it is basically the equivalent of like velocity in terms of viewership, viewership, and I would even say to an extent name draw, like name power. I mean that's fair, right? Because you got to think at this time, uh, TNA is still like not super known. Yeah, so it's only hardcore fans. Yeah, but like, even if you're a casual, right, you see the Dudley boys, Team 3D, on your screen. Now, f- four or five years ago, they're a big known team. But at this point, just because of how much exposure, especially on WWE television, you could say that they're like a nostalgia act. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, I at would say. At this point. And then you got guys like Samoa Joe, right? Now, a benefit there is that he does not have the exposure that a lot of these other guys do. Mm-hmm. But is he a, a draw to the casual fan? I don't know. But then you have Rhino, right? He was at one point one of the big top baby faces of the company, whatever. Mm-hmm. But what was Rhino in WWE? And then you and now and then you gotta compare because WWE's the bigger company, whatever. What was Rhino doing? Pretty much on Sinai Heat velocity, like towards you know a good portion of the end there. Right. That's what you got. Christian Cage is in WWE a upper mid card act. He's not a main eventer. Whether he you know whether people think he should have been or not, the way he was presented was as a upper mid card act that probably got shafted uh, more times than not. But just for presentation, that's what it is. And on like velocity and heat or whatever, like you would get a Christian Cage match, which is not every week, certainly, maybe once every three or four months, just to spike a rating. Right. But you know, that's what we have now. Jeff Jarrett, right? WWE, what was he? Mick Carter. IC champ. And then you can say, well, WCW. Well, WCW was, you know, substantially fewer homes. When he was there the second time. The second time. Maybe they were getting doubled. So, even though he was a main eventer, he might have been just a mid-carder. 
you know, and here he's presenting himself as a main eventer, but could be just mid card. Yeah, very interesting. But point. there's potential. But here's the thing too: there's potential for some of these guys to be made. Like Monty Brown could could have be the whole package. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, they're just completely fucking him over uh, every which way. And, oh, you know what? I was thinking about this uh, actually earlier today. They may have already cut Christian Cage's legs off. Now, you might be wondering, what what do you mean? Right? He came, yeah. in, no, he came in November at Genesis. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be this big, baby face, you know, teasing Team Canada, whatever. What a month and a half goes by and fucking Stang is here. A bigger name. A bigger draw, probably. See what you mean, yeah. So he's already already second fiddle. And I'm wondering if they are teasing this retirement bullshit to kind of cushion a blow. Mm. To be like, yeah, no, Christian's like the guy. Christian's the guy, so Sting's not going to be here for a minute, but he's going to come back. Yeah. Oh, that's a really interesting point. Because I'll tell you right now, me, like, I feel like I would be the month, the match I would be expecting to see is fucking Sting and Jarrett for the title and Sting. Right. Yeah, that's what you would expect, right? That's what I would think is the match that you're going to go towards now that he's here. Not fucking Christian. Well, you're getting Christian at against all odds tomorrow, Bob. That's right. We'll do after it. We'll do after it. I want you know. Would you be more interested in a Sting Christian match or a Sting Jarrett match? So I think that's an interesting point, right? So, um, I think watching um, Final Resolution. Seeing the tension that they were, I I don't know if they were trying to tease it or if they were just you know playing on the they're they've never teamed together before, but they kept facing off, and then like it was like accidentally bumping Sting, and then Sting's like, "What are you doing?" and like that kind of stuff. I feel like we're already planting the seeds, so to me that was already pretty interesting to be like, "Oh wait a second, we might be able to see something like really fresh and new here." Yeah. So I think oh I I'd almost argue that Christian versus Sting is more interesting because, like, who would ever thought that match was going to happen? Well, that's what I was, I was just going to say the same thing. I mean, it's it's never happened. I mean, Sting and Jared has happened countless times. Exactly. And I think that's why, to me, are we going to get Sting and Jarrett? Absolutely. It's 1,000% going to happen. Oh, One, because yeah. Jarrett's comfortable working with people he knows, sure. and especially beating people he knows. That's a proven. I mean, that's very proven. We've seen that happen quite often. Um, but I think let's just for example's sake here, Jarrett retains the title against all odds, and then I don't know. I don't know how long they're going to pull this thing thing going on because if he's got X amount of dates, you can't wait too many months or you're going to run out of your pay per views. And I feel like we're going to want him back sooner rather than later. If if they if let's say Jarrett retains. I think either way, Sting comes back at lockdown. I feel like he's got to, right? 
I don't see how you. I don't so see how we got, do it any earlier than that. Yeah, that's true. Regardless, I think if Jarrett retains against Christian Cage, Sting comes back, beats Jarrett. You could flip the script on everyone. Christian can turn heel. Hey, you're still in my spotlight. Now Christian's going after Sting. We get the best of both worlds. So I would think that if we do it that way, if Jarrett were to retain, which would not be a surprise. Um, right. <laughs> Sting, I could see Sting Jarrett at Slammiversary. See, that is that would be like... On paper, that's like a huge anniversary show main event. I yeah, right. And then I would do Sting Kate Christian Cage at Mount Glory. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would have Christian go over. Yes. Because it's bound for glory. You know, like it just tells us the story of like, oh, he's finally won a world title. Whatever. Unless your name's Bobby Roode and then they screw you. Don't even get me fucking started. But anyway. I was so fucking mad. <laughs> I swear to God. It's dumb. It's dumb. So fucking mad. That, now, I did not purchase that show, but I remember watching that show. And it's out of our probable timeline that we're covering. But I remember sitting there and I go, if this motherfucker doesn't beat Kurt Angle, what are we doing? And sure enough, he doesn't. And then I fucking read the impact spoilers and then fucking sorry about your damn luck. And then the title. Are you fucking kidding me? What are we doing? And then a week later. I don't know, man. That that era of TNA is just very fucking confusing. Yes, it is. Very um, anyways. Let's get let's continue here with um more about this announcement because I do have a little bit of notes about the conference call that took place. Um, oh, so for Spike going to Thursdays. Correct. I know we kind of took a little sidetrack. Spike there, going but... to Thursdays. TNA going to Thursdays is what I meant. We got it. We know. We we knew what you meant. You guys uh, know my my lingo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Dave says the conference itself was lighthearted. Uh, Dixie Carter. I'm assuming Dixie Carter here uh, did most of the talking. Although Jarrett congratulated the wrestlers and thanked them for making it happen, particularly the guys who had been with the company since 2002. He said he expected to get a deal. Uh, to be on broadcast TV in Australia and to get um, shows on pay-per-view in that market, which won't turn the company around, but could add more than $40,000 a month in revenue. Uh, Bob Carter said that he believes this is one of the best investments he's ever made, although he did acknowledge that his, it has yet to turn the corner. So he's being realistic, at least. Um, and then uh, they, the wrestlers were actually given a chance to ask questions. So I thought this was super interesting. Wait, so on Chris, the conference call, the wrestlers could ask questions? Yeah, that's what it says. Isn't it usually the media? Well, maybe they're pretending the wrestlers are the media. I don't know. Oh my God. Um, but the question does not feel like kayfabe to me. So that's why I find this so interesting. So uh, Christian Cage asked the question, if the company was getting both a Thursday and a Saturday night show, why didn't they tape two one-hour shows per week? Uh, that way they can expose more talent. Carter said huh. that's right. See, that's like that. a good. So two different shows, like explosion could be on Saturday now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Exactly. Uh, Carter said that Spike wanted it this way. Uh, she talked about it as eventually be, uh, 
being the goal, like having the two shows. Uh, there is a company strategy that since uh, Spike is now paying, not a lot of money, but they are paying, and only paying for one show per week, that by giving them two, they're undercutting themselves in negotiations down the line. Uh, from what we understand, Spike's financial deal with TNA isn't changing with that time slot upgrade because TNA benefits in so many ways by having the better slot. Uh, when asked about a longer show, Carter said uh, that was also a goal for the future. Carter also said that the company is considering moving a moving TV day from Tuesdays to Mondays, as I believe I just noted uh, not very long ago. Uh, most of the wrestlers are happy with that because on pay-per-view weekends, even though there is an uh, there is all day work with the pre-tapes and vignettes for all the all but the wrestlers involved. It's another day on the road. On pay-per-view weekends, Monday has become a heavy party day, which isn't always for the best. Uh, just last week, the wrestlers had to sneak a wrestler who got pilled up and passed out at a restaurant on a Monday out when Dixie Carter was there so she wouldn't see it and perhaps cost him his job. They do not list who it is. But... Son of a bitch. But there's some drama. <laughs> I wonder who it could have been. I really don't know. I might even be sarcastic. I know. Yeah, I don't know. Hold up. So that is that's our big announcement here. It's very very exciting stuff. Um, so let's we'll chat about some other things. And I'm I'll say I'm very curious when they are going to make this officially. Are they going to edit it into the episode we're about to watch? Since technically the announcement was made what six days before. Um, or are we going to wait till next week and then they're going to tell us, or are they just not going to tell us for a while and then we're just going to be on edge waiting, which would be a mistake if you ask me. When do you, I want, yeah, I wonder when they, wait a minute. So they've, so it's official. Oh yeah. Like Spike announced it. Right. So I wonder like on TV when they do this. Do they do it right now? Right now is everything. They're either going to announce it on the show we're about to watch, or, or, Bob, we're the day before pay-per-view. They're going to do it on the pay-per-view. Yeah, you're probably right. They're definitely doing it on the pay-per-view. In fact, we might even have the pre-show included on our Against All Odds episode, because oh, Mike Panay's going to make the announcement. Right. Yeah. That's my new guess. <laughs> but I, I feel like, that. I feel like if you're going to change the day and stuff, you should do it on your show. Because not everybody that's watching oh, don't the worry. show is they, watching the pay-per-view. They're not going to shut up about it. They'll talk about it. No, but I'm saying, like, on this episode. Right. So, like, when, when you announce it, it shouldn't be initially on the pay-per-view. I feel like it should be on your... Yeah, but that then I could see him being like, well, the pre-shows can't miss. You got to check into the free pre-show. Oh, they're going to sell. They're, they're going to fucking say that. I know how it goes. I know how this goes. You got to tune into the pre-show tomorrow night because there's a major announcement regarding the future. I could see that, yeah. Anyway, that's absolutely what they would do. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see what else we got for you. We got a few other things here. Uh, we've been talking about this TNA house show in Detroit on March 17th. Uh, TNA house show. We're going to say quotes because it's like a tester. Um, here's the lineup as of right now for the matches. It's kind of interesting. We got Jeff Jarrett versus Rhino for the NWA title. Who knows? That might change. Uh, America's Most Wanted versus The Naturals. Sabu versus Abyss. Ron Killings versus Bobby Roode. We just saw that four times within two days. Uh, Chris Sabin versus Monty Brown. And Jerry Lynn versus Eric Young. And there will be a meet and greet uh, at the Livonia Mall the Wednesday prior. 
fun stuff. We know where Dallas would be going. You're damn right. Um, last week I mentioned about Cassidy Riley doing eBay auctions uh, and with TNA stuff to raise money for his aunt and his uncle who lost everything in Hurricane Katrina. He, well, good news, he has pulled in over $1,000 so far. So that's so exciting. He did a what? He got $1,000 so far. Through what? This is eBay auctions to raise oh, money eBay. for his aunt. Okay. Yeah, it's so nice. I didn't know if it was like a GoFundMe thing already. No, I don't know if that was like a big thing at this time. Yeah, I don't think it was. That's why I would have been surprised. If right. Uh, TNA Impact on February 4th drew a 0.7 rating and about 876,000 viewers. Viewership was down 30.5% from the 1.6 million viewers the prior week, which is going to cause a lot of alarms to go off. But once again, it's the sting situation, right? Um, yeah. He retired, so why am I going to watch next week now? I tuned in one week to see Sting. Now he's retired, so now I don't care. Yeah. If I tuned in to see Sting is what I'm, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but I, I wonder the comp, what like competition they had to. Well, yeah, of course. We what I'm about. Right, what I'm about to say is definitely not accurate. But so February, I mean, there's the Super Bowl is close, but that would be on Sunday anyway. So there could be coverage of that. I don't know where the Pro Bowl falls in 2006. So people could have been watching that. I don't know. There could have been strong, strong competition. Right. But you're right, though. If, if Sting is like, hey, um, I had my farewell. Farewell. There's, there's probably no reason to tune in. Right. It's with weird. diehards unless until Eric Young's like, he's, I saw him. He's here. Yeah. He ain't gone. I don't know what that was about, but maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. Chances are I, we won't, but. I think they did that because you don't want your viewership, your viewers thinking that the most popular guy is already gone. Yeah, I think you're right about that for sure. Because like wrestling doesn't have that patience. You have to tease it. Like, oh, he's not. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, oh, shit. Okay, he could like show up whenever. Mm-hmm. You got to put that, you got to keep that seed in their brain. Right, I agree. Uh, Kevin Day, who is the new CEO who is replacing Frank Dickerson, has made it clear that he's going to evaluate everyone and that anyone who doesn't pull their weight will be gone and said that nobody isn't expendable. So this dude is going to run this place with an iron fist. Is that in reference to talent? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming. But like backstage people. It's probably everyone. Everyone. Evaluate everyone. Huh. Interesting. Um, I I didn't realize I had another note about the house show situation that's happening. Um, There are currently about uh, 1,350 tickets sold at press time. So not too bad. But I think they can hold about 3,000, I think it said. So So they're just short of half? I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Well, you had said that they would just get ICP. Correct. Yeah, so they'll probably just have to do that. Yeah, and they probably will regardless of the ticket sales. Right. Um, Dixie Carter and Samoa Joe did a press interview to build for the pay-per-view on uh, February 7th. Carter talked about when eventually touring, but gave no details. Joe said they will, he was 100% after his staff infection. When asked about his contract situation, he said he was still working it out, 
but was under the assumption that it would all work out. Uh, he said he had pre- preliminary discussions, but nothing more with WWE, and looked at both sides and left his talents uh, would be put to better use in TNA. When asked if he felt that he was underpaid, he basically said that's why they're in negotiations for a new deal. I found I found this really interesting because he's literally like with Dixie Carter doing these interviews. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, that's actually why I'm not getting paid enough. <laughs> and it's like the person who kind of makes that call sitting next to you or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, the talk that they are even considering bringing Jeff Hardy back has once again raised questions as to what it takes to get fired if you're a star who shows that you don't seem to care. As much as people in the company seem uh, to like being there and consider the working atmosphere, but obviously not the money and fame, to be better working than WWE, several commented about how Vince would never put up with guys who no-show pay-per-views or TV. So the, the, the heat is on about the idea of bringing Jeff Hardy back. Yeah, I don't know how accurate that is. I mean, he's had people hold him up for money, and then he brings them back within six months. Mm-hmm. So, I know that's why whenever I hear stuff like that, it's like maybe he wouldn't put up with it for that second, but he does, in fact, put up with a lot of shit. He's put up with a lot of shit, but he also knows how to make money. Right. And Ultimate Warrior is arguably a bigger star than Jeff Hardy. So that's fair. Uh, I got I got two more things for you here. Uh, This first one is pretty interesting. So. Uh, apparently there were some rumors on the internet about Harry Smith and Kevin Steen being brought in. Um, however, Dave says there is no serious talks regarding them. Um, he says there's no, there have been no official discussions also regarding Matt Seidel, although apparently Jeremy Borash went to an ROH show a couple weeks ago and said that he was very impressed by Matt Seidel. So there's a lot of like random names being thrown around. That's interesting. Harry mm-hmm. Smith, Kevin Steen, and then Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel would do really well with the X Division. Yeah. I love so. that. Kevin Steen surprises me because I don't even think he's really made a splash in Ring of Honor yet. Hmm. 2006. I don't think he... Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think he's really reached that level. That's interesting. Um, and then Harry, I mean... I think he's just, I, I don't know what he was doing, but probably Canada stuff. It's always in Canada, you know. But doesn't, does he debut in WWE in 06, 07, maybe? I don't know. I'd have, have to look Smith? I'd have to look it up. I don't know if he's worth looking up right this second. But no, probably not. One of my, one of my favorite notes about uh, Harry Smith is that he resigned with WWE Mm-hmm. In like 2021 or something like that, and then, and then never, never did anything, nothing, and they fired him. It's yeah. like, why? What do we do? He had like a try, like he did a try or whatever, and he signed them, and they're like, oh, by the way, um, we got nothing. We're gonna have to let you go. Well, it's just like they've had the authors of pain and Paul Elring under contract, and then they finally just brought him back after like what I thought was like two years or something. It felt like they, yeah, they've been under contract for so long and just. It's honestly, it's honestly astonishing that 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 company has arguably 
50 writers. That might be an exaggeration, but it's more than one. Mm-hmm. And it takes, and they cannot come up with an idea. And so then what happens is that they end up firing the talent, but it's like, maybe, maybe hear me out here. Maybe you got to fire the, the writers if they can't come up with an idea for the talent. This is me. I mean, like if you're, if you're, if you're on the show, friends writing for that show, are you going to fire Chandler? Cause you can't come up with a storyline or are you going to fire might, the writer? Might that kill says, that would be so ridiculous. Joey Tribbiani, you're, dude, I got nothing. You're, we're just going to kill you off, dude. I'm sorry. You're done. I got nothing. You're literally done. I got nothing. I'm all capped out of ideas. It's ridiculous. You, you got to let you go. But I'm not losing my job. Even though my job is the no. idea guy. <laughs> this is on you. You're, you're fired. Yeah, it's, uh... That's almost like gaslighting somebody. Yeah, I mean, hey, uh, you lost your job because I couldn't think of something, but like, just be better. You be better. You you need to be better at your job. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right, because you can't come up with an idea for me, which is your job. I gotta get better at my job. Got it. You, I'm on it, dude. That's bad. It's good shit. I want that job. You need to do better at your job for me to do better at my job there you go if you don't you're fired if you don't you're fired that's good shit it's ridiculous um i got one more note and then we can get into the show um bill barons has been hired by tna once again to handle independent bookings for their wrestlers Uh, he'd already been handling it for many of the top guys anyways just without a direct tna affiliation uh, it is believed that the company will soon be trying to get talent to new, uh, newly structured contracts where they book talent themselves on indie dates and make money that way. It's yeah. basically a system that went back to the early 50s when television got big. As the big promotions with television would sign up the talent or sign the talent up and then book them out of the territory and get a percentage of a booking fee. So good thing yeah. we are using a trope from the 50s. No, that's fine. That's fine. So, no, he's basically just an agent. Yes. For all of the talent. Yep, and That's he was already doing it for a bunch of people anyways. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like as long as that money doesn't go back to TNA, I think I'm okay with it. Because, like, he's an agent. He's going to try to get as many bookings as, you know, he can't. He's doing that that dirty well it, well it does go to the tna but i thought it would go to bill yeah but he works for tna so it's going to go for, they're getting percentage for the company but so bill's not getting any of it well bill's getting paid by tna so well, maybe he's maybe not... he's got commission maybe if he does really good well that's what i'm saying like the... I, I don't know i didn't really i can't wrap i can't wrap my head around this so let's say aj styles which he has, I believe he's been AJ Styles' agent now since like day one of he, AJ's existence. Isn't he still? I, that's what I'm saying. Like I think he still is doing this. Um, so let's say AJ's charging five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. right? Which arguably is too low, but let's just, just for semantics here. Let's say five hundred. Right. 
So you're telling me that Bill Barron's let let's say twenty percent. I don't even know if that's a going rate. Ten? Ten percent? Probably ten. Let's say ten. So what's ten percent of five hundred? You know, I'm not a math guy about why you gotta do this to me. Isn't it like fifty bucks? Hold on, I'll find out for you. I think it's I think it's fifty. Yeah, I thought it was two, but I didn't want to say it'd be wrong. That's I'm so fucking smart. I took the chance. I took the chance and I was like I didn't want to be wrong. I don't care. I'm wrong all the time. So let's say so he gets a commission of fifty or fifty dollars. Would he you're telling me he would then give money from his commission to TNA? No, I don't think that's how it would work. I think that, so that let's, I'm just going to do it uh, more exaggerated because I don't feel like doing percentage math right now, but let's say his booking's 500 bucks. TNA gets 100 of that. And then if Bill gets a commission, okay, 50 bucks. And then AJ gets the rest. Okay, so I feel like I remember we've talked about this before and like, the talent was going to up their charge. Yeah, so that they'd get more. Yeah, well, at this rate, they began their previous all right. amount because all the other, the more money they're trying to get would have to be sent back to fucking Bill Barron's and TNA. Right. It's a little confusing. So, right? they, don't, so they don't get anything out of this. Yeah. That's so dumb. Hey, AJ, your booking rate went from 400 to 650 but that additional 250 you're not getting. We're, we're going to get it. It's like, I'd rather just book myself for 400 because that's what I'm getting anyway. Or 500 650 is 150 Bob, not 250 So whatever. Does it hurt your head? That's just moronic. Because you the- could be pricing yourself out of other indies which maybe that's what they're trying to do that's the business man i don't know man i i'm not i'm not necessarily the, the smartest guy in the world but if i was booked if i was trying to get myself booked and i charged myself 400 to then switch and let's say my rate went from 650 or to 650 but then that additional 250 I don't see anyway, so I'm still getting 400 Right. I feel like I wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Because it's like... It's messy. Yeah, because it's like, I didn't... I don't want you guys making more money. What the fuck? I want... Like, what are we doing? <laughs> that just... I don't know, man. That feels like you're whoring guys out. <laughs> so that you can get an additional couple hundred dollars. Yeah, I know. I mean, really, though, it is what it seems like, huh? Yeah, that's. I don't like that. That's weird. Well, that's wrestling, I guess. I'm sure we'll hear more about it. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Uh, well, that's like I said, all I got for you pre-show here. Uh, I have more that we'll talk about, plenty more to talk about during the show. Um, yes. Our go-home show for Against All Odds. Yeah, all right. Well, let's get into it, folks. It's the uh, February 11th, 2006 edition of Impact, the go-home show before against the Lons. 
the approximate runtime for our version is 43 minutes and three seconds. Uh, if you want to watch along with us, head over to the TNA Plus app. I'm assuming it's on there now. Previously known as Impact Plus. It's TNA Plus. I'm going to count down from three. When I say play, that is when we are going to watch along. Now, you, of course, you have Impact Plus, TNA Plus, whatever, and also your personal collection. Can't forget that part. Uh, I'm going to count down from three. When I say play, that's when we will hit the good old fashioned play button. So here we go. Three, two, one, a play. Oh, that was a wild countdown. I almost lost track of my clicker. I also almost lost track from counting down because I said, oh, uh, too many times. Yeah, that threw me off. New face of professional wrestling. Uh, There was new footage there. I walked away, so he missed it. Not that it's a big deal. Bob, the new face of professional wrestling video had new footage. Oh. There's like Samoa Joe and stuff. And now we're seeing highlight package. Oh, yeah, the press conference with Dory Funk Jr. Yeah. happened. Yeah. Can't forget about good old Dory. Hey, I just saw Jackie Gata in, in uh, one of those quick. And apparently she did an interview with a wrestling epicenter show. And she said she loved TNA. Just loved it. Oh. That's all she said about it, though. At least okay. according to this. Our normal intro is still the same, which is fine because all of these guys are still here. So I honestly thought you were going to say that she got fired. Wait, they showed Christian in that stuff. That was new. Uh, no, she did not get fired. We still have a chance of finding out what's on the tape. Huh? Yeah, we didn't even find that out. Um, I don't know if you saw Bob. So, the as far as our recording here. Impact, TNA Impact is back officially tonight. Like I'm not watching it. I'm watching old Impact. Um, but I don't know if you saw. But by popular demand, did you see they're bringing back the Cross the Line theme song? Is it the one we just listened to? No, it's like the... Is it 2008, 2009 one? No, I do not And I should know this because I've been watching 2008 Impact. I'll have to pay attention. Yeah, it's a very good song. Uh, we're seeing our bracket here. Number one contenders tag team tournament. We're starting off with Strong and Aries versus Chris Sabin and Sanjay Dutt here. I think, oh, there's that sign again. So that's how you know it's the same taping. They should, um, they should do the Rainy Savage version. Oh. Chris Sabin and Dutt. Coming out to just Chris Saban's same song because he's Chris Saban. Duh. Well, it's also probably a timing thing. Well, maybe they should have them have a cool song together. Yeah. All right. Mark three. If we have any any notes. Oh, Larry Zabisco on commentary during this match. It's cool because this is his whole idea. So. Yeah, it's a disco. He knows what he's done. Yeah, you know what? He's done commentary before. That's true. He's experienced. Uh, um. Nope. All right. So Sanjay Dutt has won. Maybe no. Uh, on February 10th, he was involved in a four-way 
Uh, Shannon Moore defeated Cassie Riley, Jerry Lynn, and Sunjay Dutt at UWF uh, slash TNA's show called Casket Match. Oh. So, I'm I should probably read. There was a casket uh, match. No, there was a casket match. I would hope so. Well, so here's here's the card for that February 10th uh, UWF show. Short Sleeve Samson. Hey, we know him. Oh, uh, yeah. Defeated Todd Stone in a hardcore rules match. Then there was the four-way that I just mentioned. A non-title match where AMW defeated the James Gang. David Young and Alex Skipper defeated Ron Killings and Spike Dudley. A casket match where Sabu defeated Abyss. And then in the main event, the NWA world champion Jeff Jarrett teamed up with Maven to defeat Team 3D. Wow. Oh, look at that Dutt little little flipping Hurricane Rana into the ring. Takes out Roderick Strong. Double leapfrog. Aries goes under, comes back, hip toss. They catch him. They're going to... Are they going to do the... um, Oh, no. They just flipped him onto the top row. I thought they were doing the AMW crotch thing. Double drop kick. I don't know how I feel whenever I'm using cage match and I click on something too quickly and it says that I'm a bot. That kind of hurts my feelings. You click on it too much then is what it's telling you. Yeah, I'm clicking on it too fast. Here we go. Sabin. Oh, no, he faked him out. Making me sound like a bot. Check this out. Here comes... Okay, that was a little weird. Uh, He stepped on Sabin's back, but it kind of made him go more in slow motion to take out both Roderick Strong and Austin Aries. All right. Any notes here for Austin Aries? Just one. On February 11th, Nigel McGinnis retained the Ring of Honor Pure Pure Championship by defeating Austin Aries at Unscripted 2. And then Roderick Strong was on that same show, and he defeated BJ Whitmore to become the number one contender to the Ring of Honor World Championship. And so there's your notes for that match. Oh, Sanjay does just yelling. Just to deliver an elbow. Just to deliver an elbow. Kind of anticlimactic. Let me give you some more notes here. I have uh, probably too many notes to tell you during the show as Saban came in with a nice dropkick to the back of Aries' head. Goes for the cover. That's a two count. Uh, Pro Wrestling Noah will air on North American television for the first time later this month when tapes of some of the company's biggest shows start airing on the Fight Network in Canada. Uh, The Fight Network contacted Mike Tanay about doing English voiceovers for Noah, but TNA was negative toward that, so it's not happening. Who cares? I think that would have been awesome. Yeah, who cares? What's the difference? I don't know, dude. Things are weird. Uh, There's also going to be... Well, I'm going to save this one, actually, because there's someone we're going to be seeing shortly, actually, in that note, so I'll hold on to that one. Sorry for the tease. I'll make it up to you. Hold on. Let me get something else. Oh, TNA starts pay-per-view streaming on TNAWrestling.com in March. It'll be only for fans outside of the U.S., Canada, and New Zealand, however. So, not everyone. But... They're streaming their pay-per-views on the website? Yeah, but only people outside of the U.S., Canada, right. and New Zealand. Is it going to be the same price? It does not say. If they're smart, it would be, because then they don't have to pay the pay-per-view providers a cost off of that. And so theoretically they'd make more per buy. Oh, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yep. Yep. Pretend it's 40 bucks. You got to give 10 bucks from each of them to the pay-per-view provider. This is all fake, by the way. You'd buy it on your website. You get that 10 bucks. Dragon screw leg whip by Dutt on both men. Drop kicking the leg of Roger Strong. Tilt to whirl. Nice. DDT. Beautiful. Austin is limping over. Breaks up the pin. Hmm. Towel guys in the crowd spinning his towel as the fans chant TNA, or at least a few fans, I should say. Crossbody. Takes out Austin Aries. He was wearing like a tie on his arm still. What's got to stand out? Right. Gotta be different. Oh. I don't like know if I like young rookie Austin Aries. He's like kind of weird. He's what? He's kind of weird. Yeah, but how'd you describe him? What did I say? Young rookie Austin Aries. <laughs> Young rookie Austin Aries. Okay. I think it's the hair for me. I don't like his hair. I'm surprised you're talking like this. Number one, I don't think he's a young rookie. Thousand six. He's been wrestling for at least four years. I'm looking. All right. Go ahead. Okay, he's te- theoretically been wrestling since 2000, but... Oh, okay, so six years. I'm calling him a rookie still. You're sounding like Gorilla Monsoon bringing out Carly Colon right now. The young Wanda is 47 years old. He's a rookie in TNA. Yeah. You can't deny that. I mean, yeah, you're right. What about Roger Strong? Oh, 2001. Yeah, he's been wrestling for a while, too. That's kind of crazy. These guys have been wrestling over 20 years now. What the fuck? Yep. <laughs> what the yep. fuck? Aries uh, oh, went to oh. get Saban, but he sidestepped and he took out Roderick Strong instead. It's a gurry. Duck's taking over uh, Roderick Strong at ringside. Cradle shock. No way. There it is. That's got to be it. That's the One, two. Why? Wow, yeah, Chris Saban gets the pin. It is official. Chris Saban and Sanjay Dutt will be taking out America's Most Wanted. Yeah, uh, against the lots. We'll be uh, covering that episode tomorrow. So join us to hear all about that match. Yeah, quote unquote tomorrow. We're recording it next week, but it drops tomorrow. That's right. Whoa. I don't know. I felt like that was kind of lackluster from what I was expecting. I feel like we expected a lot more out of it. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. It was fine. Like, it wasn't bad, yeah, but bad. I agree with you. Larry Zabisco is staying at the commentary table. <laughs> Here you go, dude. It's false count anywhere. It's Abyss versus Rhino. Do you think they're going to go through a wall again? Against the Absolutely, they, they are. Have... And it's going to look cooler. It's going to be cooler. Right. Uh, of course, that three-way match, uh, X Division title, Joe, Styles, and Daniels, and... Jeff Jarrett versus Christian Cage. Got my own name. Oh. A video package about Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. Let's check it out. Oh. 
I left WWE to come to TNA for a very simple reason. TNA is on the f- fast pace to become the hottest wrestling organization in the oh, world. Every it's, fucking it's wrestler so in the world says that. It's so true, though. They're on like they're going to be the they're going to be number one. No, no, they aren't. Uh, speaking of Christian Cage, um, it looks like. Hold on. Just music is ridiculous. Like the sad music in the background. Do you like that? I think the dates are wrong on this note. Oh, no. Okay. It's just talking. So there's a 1PW show on March 4th and 5th in uh, England. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amori has a singles match with Samoa Joe for the first night and Christopher Daniels on the second night. Uh, lots of TNA talent are working that weekend, including Christian Cage. Hmm. So we'll be hearing all about those, I'm sure. In the Indian yeah, notes. a lot of TNA guys work over. They're almost like all TNA guys. That's not pretty crazy. Those, not some of those one PW shows. Jeff Jarrett called me a mid card comedy act. I'm a main event comedy act. Oh. I'm just going to give you a little teaser here, Bob. I have way too many co- notes about Conan. Oh, shit. Like, way too many notes. And I'm just going to take a quick peek. Yeah. Um, How many is way too many notes about Conan? There is at least... Wait, what is this? TNA, by order of TNA management, note no entry? Way. There's three signs on this door. TNA logo, by order management, and do not enter. Here you go. Still to, still to come. Abyss and Monty Brown versus Truth and Rhino. Up next, Team 3D's in action. It's exciting. I mean, there's like four, at least four notes that mention hum, or uh, Conan. I'm going to count Homicide in that because LAX. I have sure. multiple notes that relate to LAX members. Well, that sounds better than just Conan. I know, I know it does. A lot of them are about Conan, though. Um, hey, while we're getting a highlight package back from commercial break, a lot of TNA talent are working the February 10th show for uh, New Korea Pro Wrestling. Lance Hoyt is being brought in as the main star because of his size. AJ Styles, Gail Kim, Christopher Daniels are also on the show. Cassie Riley here with Terry Taylor. He's called, he's called, Cassie Riley says he's called Raven. He hasn't heard from him. Emailed him, nothing. Oh, here comes Jackie Gata. Hey, lollipop. That's what she says. Things are going to change around here, so tell him to sit tight unless Jeff Jarrett gives him her everything that she wants. Don't you guys want to know what's been going on here? Oh, are we about to find out? Oh, seven days to meet her list of demands. Okay, so Bob, it sounds like we're about to find out next week. 
Oh, Scott DeMore just walked in. I told you I'd take care of this. I talked to the champ. We're going to be every demand. Here, here, look at it. Cassidy Riley's now a background character. Yeah, he's not even so be here. Oh, Demora claims that they're going to meet every single demand that she had, which we don't know what that is either. Oh. Okay, so Riley just followed her out as she was, like, yelling. Here comes Alex Shelley. This is a crazy backstage interview. Yeah, dude. Shelley goes, tell me she's gone. Tell me you got something for me. He's kind of like, uh... Oh, shit. He's got a tape. He said, he says, is it good? Shelly goes, oh, man, it's phenomenal. He goes, wow, wow, we wow. Wow, wow, we wow. Wow. Okay. I have a very interesting note for you, though, which so much happened there. I was going to tell you, and I couldn't get it out in time, is the diamonds in the rough come out. So we talked last week. Hey, where's Shane Douglas? Oh, yeah. yeah. Why is Terry Taylor doing interviews? I found out. Okay. Um, but before I give you the, the big reason, uh, apparently Glenn Gilberti and Tom Pritchard were brought in um, as tryouts for uh, an agent uh, role. But also so is Jeff Cavanaugh, uh, who was brought in as well um, as an agent and temporary interviewer. Well, Shane Douglas is in rehab because his wife put him there uh, for his painkiller problem. Well, that sucks. Yeah. It's not a good reason why he's not here. No, it's um, not at all. Painkillers, wow. Yeah. Um, so I hope we will see Shane Douglas uh, back here. in the Impact I'm not Zone. even sure how often he was really wrestling, but I guess the years of uh, various elbow injuries, I mean, he probably got hooked on painkillers. I guess there's more notes here as Team 3D. Uh, well, Diamonds in the Rough right after Team 3D, so now they're all brawling. But um, so Kavanaugh works with Border City Wrestling, so it should be no surprise, by the way, that he's Connection coming here. The more exactly, he says it right there. Um, Kavanaugh, who's nicknamed Drum Boy, has good potential in the role, but was very nervous. Overall, not bad. Gilberti was better, but also very nervous. The problem with him is that he got a lot of people's nerves at the show. Got on a lot of people's nerves, trying too hard to be everyone's friend and telling people jokes. Some people thought he was overbearing. Pritchard wasn't nervous at all and said that he was the best of the three. But it was joked that he looked like he was transported directly out of the 70s. Wow. That's the hairstyle. I know it is. It so is, dude. And probably the glasses he had on. His brother Ray oh, is yeah. cleaning yeah. house. This is about to be a very fast match. David Young clotheslined out. Are we about to see? Oh, no. Simon Diamond pulled the Elix Skipper out of the ring before anything else could happen. And we're about to go to commercial break. No, that's AMW's music. Oh. Oh, shit. Dude, I thought that was the commercial music. No. That is so funny. Holy shit. And here's AMW with Gail Kim up on the ramp. Usually when people come out like this, they don't come out to music. Oh, he's no. talking. Harris has a mic. You, you know, it's a real shame. You guys couldn't fulfill the promise of becoming the NWA Tag Team Champions of the World. You owe the fans a big thank you. Because the fact that they voted for you guys against Team Canada at Against All Odds. 
they basically saved you guys from another America's Most Wanted beating. <laughs> oh, Devon's got the mic. A rarity. I can't believe that you guys have the guts to come down here and let Team Canada do your dirty work. Harris is dressed to the nines right now, by the way. Oh, Team 3D is going to be the judge, jury, and executioner. Oh, my brother, testify. Oh, come on. He's called it a Brooks Brothers suit. I like his suit. They're making it sound like the Team 3D AMW is the money if you are not Team Canada right now. Yeah, but it's funny, though, because if the fans voted. <laughs> yeah. Which, once again, the way they played it is like, we want them to beat up Team Canada. I mean, they played it very well to get the vote they wanted. Yeah. Right? Assuming it's legit, which I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. You don't think that, that vote was legit? Like, oh, if they voted AMW, we'll do AMW. I don't think so. Oh, and here comes Team Canada. PD and A1. And the match, the bell has rung. The match is officially thrown out. Now I'm assuming, let me see. It is considered a no contest in a minute, seven seconds on cage match, just for reference. Oh. Which meant the match ended a while ago. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Oh, a table. They're not going to use that table. Oh, I thought PD left. Oh, man. Oh, yep. Here's Bobby Roode and Eric Young going after Devon. It really depends on which uh, members of Team Canada that they're going to wrestle. Because if it's Eric Young and A... And, uh, or no. If it's Petey and A1, I mean, it's a no-doubter. We know what's going on there. But if it's Eric Young and Bobby Roode, as Eric oh. Young just hit Devon with the plaque, so that probably means he's in the tag match. I'm assuming, yeah. Does Devon do a blade job off that? Mm. I feel like he did. I feel like he did too. Oh. oh my god, they just put brother right through the table. Is Devon busted the way yeah, he's... he is? Yeah, he is. Yeah, we knew him. We knew he would. Yeah. With scar tissue on his forehead. I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, right. That's how you knew. I'm assuming it's, yeah, rude and young, right? Look, he's rubbing the plaque on the blood. It's so absolutely rude and young. Oh, my God. Oh. Look at that puddle of blood. Dude, what the fuck? Oh my god. Uh, well you oh, voted on the website. Hit with a plaque? Now the beatdown, I'm gonna th maybe this is a dumb thought, right? 
This is almost too much of a beatdown the night before the pay-per-view. Oh, my God. Oh, God. God. <laughs> Holy shit. He went too deep. He went too deep. Yeah, he did. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, and we got into commercial more back, and here comes Samoa Joe. Bleeding fucking buckets. Holy shit, dude. Oh, Next. a black shot? My God. He better, Samoa Joe better use his towel that I'm pretty sure is fake blood on it now to clean up the real blood in the ring. No kidding. Yeah, you're right, though. That, that beat down. Wow. That should have been last week, I think. Yeah. That's so fake blood, dude, on his towel. Oh, Jay, he's fading Jay Lethal and a man to not be named. Oh, thank God. I was really nervous that you were going to say the name of the man that we do not speak of. No, I fucking hate that guy. Oh, you can <clears> check <throat> it out on Cage Match if you're curious. but No, don't even waste your time with that. Just I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't waste your time. Um, so this seems like a really great match to probably talk about some notes because Samoa Joe's just literally going to beat their ass. Uh, let's see. Well, speaking of Samoa Joe, Joe Verstiles uh, headlined the. Well, this is a year no. I'm not saying that. No, I already, I already mentioned it like last week or whatever. Oh, this one. Oh, then forget it. I'm not the saying Russell Bengamson thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they it drew about 700 fans, uh, which is exciting. I thought I had another Samoa Joe note. Please hold. I don't have any any indie notes for this match, by the way. I thought I did. I saved too many notes for the show, Bob. I'm just. Oh, I have a note. I was told by Lance that I said his podcast name wrong. Oh, shit. And that um, it's like film and then it's like getting a colonoscopy. So it's film Filmoscopy. Yeah, there you go. I told him listening to it was like getting a colonoscopy. Oh, my goodness. Which oh my uh, may be true or may not be true. I don't know. Muscle buster on the piece of shit. Let's go, baby. Spin it. Slam him down. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to tell you guys a bunch of notes, but he's gotten the coquina clutch now. No, and he taps out. Yeah, he tapped him. He gone. Go. Uh, Conan on wrestling, uh, sorry, on Observer Live this past Saturday said that he was trying to get Loki in to be part of LAX, but Loki and TNA separated on, well, bad terms last time. But then again, uh, Alvarez says time heals most wounds. Amazingly, they're, well, we already know about the Jeff Hardy talk, so he talks about that a little bit. Yeah, because we haven't seen Loki since, what, 04? Correct, at least. So, um, and speaking about Loki, though, um, so this is a Ring of Honor note here. Um, Dave notes that Abyss, who pulled out of a Ring of Honor show because he wanted to be used higher on the card. Yeah. Um, well, during the same time here, as we're now hearing Jeff Jarrett's promo, um, a post of Christian Cage just from earlier, mm-hmm. uh, Loki quit ROH abruptly over a business disagreement. <laughs> um, it also notes that, and this is all in the same note, so sorry about jumping around, but um, Abyss wanted to be pushed as top single star, but Gabe Sapolsky didn't want another TNA guy in his top singles mix recognizing that Abyss was top talent. Um, either he could come back at any time. So, anyway, so he's welcoming him back. Now, Loki, on the other hand, asked for a raise after being booked in several main events over the last over the next few months. 
So he did not get that raise, so he pulled out. Um, now, that all being said, the reason that TNA is open, this is a separate note now, is open to using Loki now is because Jeff Jarrett and Loki talked on the uh, England shows recently to smooth everything out. Loki is likely to be used as both um, potentially as a tag team with Homicide, as well as adding new matches as a top singles X Division uh, programs. So they may actually get Loki into uh, LAX here. This highlight package is still happening, so Bob, I'm gonna well, keep going. I'm gonna keep going. Well, I, I remember the uh, the abyss note that we heard that I feel like a couple of months ago. I wouldn't be surprised, like right? He didn't want to be like in six man tags or whatever he wanted to be a main event. And then Gabe was like, I can't have all these TNA guys because like if something happens then Which out. is fair. That's a fair I thing. Totally, yeah, I totally get that. Uh low key though, I mean I don't know how many times he's burned a bridge with the ring of honor. Well, right. I don't think he ever goes back after this. Did Jared just say Christian always has belonged in the middle of the card? Is that what he's just said? Yeah, at the bottom. He's made that pretty pretty clear. um, Main event up next, and now we're back from commercial with Samoa Joe. No, so Bob Conan, he's really hurting. Uh, He needs both shoulder surgery and a hip replacement surgery. He's needed the hip replacement for a couple years, but has put it off. But it's gotten really bad, and he's trouble walking. And on the same note here, homicide. We'll find out this week if he's going to need shoulder surgery. He's been trying to see if he can get back uh, through rehab, and this week he'll have an idea if it's going to work or not. I feel like he he homicide shoulder is like Shane Douglas's elbow. It's always <laughs> fucking. Hard. I just think it's so ironic that two members of this new emerging heel team uh, need shoulder surgery. <laughs> it's amazing, and are both like a mess. Here comes yeah. the Monster Abyss with Father James Mitchell. <clears throat> I think I might have two more notes if I'm looking correctly, so let me just spit these out really quick. Um, Abyss and Jeff Jarrett missed their February 3rd date for WWC in Puerto Rico. Jarrett also missed the February 4th um, date where his match with uh, Eddie Colon was supposed to be the big drawing match. Abyss claiming a traffic incident or accident on the way to the airport, causing him to miss the flight. Well, Apollo said the same thing to TNA when he missed his flight to the pay-per-view. Jarrett said that he needed to stay home because his wife uh, was, of course, battling cancer at this time. Um, so he had to stay home with her. So he had to miss it. Here comes Monty That's, Brown. That seems like a viable. Agreed. Um, and then I think finally, I'm going to do another scroll. Or no, I got two more. Sorry. Um, TNA has been, uh, there's been talk here about using Ricky Banderas, uh, but a lot of politics huh. involved with Jarrett and Mantel over li- uh, linked with WWC plus, uh, others in booking not sold on him either. So it's not sure if we want to use him yet, but there's talk about it. Ricky Banderas. Interesting. But there's drama with WWC. Correct. It's all that politics, man. Politics. Here comes Ron Killing, who has a very weird theme song right now. I mean, he's coming out to almost crickets. Yeah, I noticed that too, dude. That's wow. Um, speaking about people, it's who... the "What's Up" song, like from WWE. Oh, what? What's up? What's up? And this Whoa. is a Spike TV version. This is not a dubbed over. 
Obviously, I mean, it's his song. It is his song. I didn't know he came out to What's Up in TNA. That's crazy. Okay, well, you learned something new there. Yeah. I'm alarmed, though, by the the crickets. I mean, that. Here's Rhino. Fans are excited to see Rhino. They're cheering him. Um, two more quick ones, Bob, and then I'm I'm done for the show. I think I don't have any in, any indie notes, so don't worry. Okay. Um, speaking of people coming in, Kevin Nash has been pushing to get back in here. Of course. Now it appears that the odds of this happening, unless it can be tied to a movie cross promotion, are small, according uh, to Dave, okay. according to Dave Meltzer. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's funny that he wants to come. Uh, he wants to get back in here because we're going prime time, baby. On Thursday. Yeah. So, of course, he wants to come back. Mm-hmm. That's great. And finally, I think this is my final note. I'll do one more scan because I just lied and I had three more instead of two. Jesus. I know. But this is the last one, I think. As uh, Monty Brown slaps Rhino as they kick off this tag team match. Um, people backstage at the last taping, we mentioned a few people already earlier in the show. Well, Canyon and Donovan Morgan were also backstage during this taping. Uh, Morgan has been at a few tapings, as noted before, trying to get he and Mike Modest in as a tag team, saying they are willing to start by doing the jobs. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Nice missile dropkick by Ron Killings taking out uh, Abyss. That's just a funny approach. It's like, hey, man, we would love a job, and you know what? We'll lose. Holy shit. Ron Killings dives to take out Abyss and Monty Brown. Um, I really... So, Canyon... I mean, we obviously saw him at the end of 2005. Chris K. Right, it's Chris, Chris K. Um, I kind of hope that he gets some kind of shot here. Me too. Like an extended uh, run. Oh, a headbutt to the groin. I'm confirming I... Um... I have no more notes. I feel good. I know I felt like I was speed running there at the end, but I figured try to do it before and enjoy this main event. And I have a feeling, Bob, there's going to be a segment after this because we're only at 33 minutes, 55 seconds in the show. You don't think this match could go 10 minutes? Absolutely not. I don't. I hope it does. I mean, it wouldn't be the first impact match all that long, but. Yeah, but you're right. This is the go home show before. A pay-per-view, so. What, what in the, the world? fuck was that? Really? It looked kind of cool, but it was definitely not supposed to happen. Not supposed to be like that I, at all. I think it was supposed to be his corkscrew, like, forearm attack yeah. thing, but he, like, kind of spun around, and, like, Monty he, Brown, like, he, fell, and he landed on his face. Yeah, he, like, over-rotated, and he went with, like, a spinning forearm, and then also almost, like, uh, X-Factor on the way down, which I don't even know if he could do that if he tried on purpose. You want to hear some drops around over the top rope to help out a business in the corner. Go ahead. You want to hear some breaking news, like current day wrestling breaking news? Oh, shit. Okay, what? Okada is leaving New Japan. For what? It doesn't say. He's going to go to AEW. I think he's going to WWE. Okada? He's friends with Nakamura. Oh, my God. Yeah, here's. Okay. The WWE audience has no idea who. I know, I know. And people, people are gonna be like, "What do you mean?" There's no way. I know. I'm just on on like okay, the Royal Rumble. Okay, that 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 crowd would probably know who he is. 
But if you're tuning into a random raw in like fucking Idaho, they're not going to be like, oh my God, Okada's here. I definitely know New Japan. No. There's no way. Alpha Mel gets a two count on Ron Killings. Yeah, my friend just texted me that and I'm like kind of mind blown right now. You really don't think he'd go to AEW? Uh, I mean, I think there's certainly a chance, but. Well, if Tony Khan uh, tweets, I have a major announcement for collision. Um, <laughs> then we know what it is. We'll know the we'll know what it is. Ron Killing's going after the monster abyss. Bob, remind me, who fought with the paint buckets in early TNA? Was it Monty Brown and Skipper? Yes. Okay, I thought I, I thought so. Yeah, Monty Brown was being interviewed and then. Discovery came up with yellow paint in the yellow room. paint, man. Check it out in the in archives, front of the guys. fairground. That was literally within like the first 10 episodes, I think. It had to have been, yeah. Which is a great time to remind you guys if you're a new listener, we have such a vast archive of episodes uh, covering all the way back to the very beginning of TNA wrestling. Yeah. And if you're a fan who happened to Google TNA wrestling because of the recent name change, we are an OG podcast. We have embraced the TNA name since day one. Mm-hmm. I don't, That's I how don't, we identify as the company is TNA. Listen, I don't want to say we're part of the fact that they have a, a TNA cross the line shirt, but they got a TNA cross the line shirt on uh, TNA, Shop TNA, or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Yeah. And they brought back the cross line theme song. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now, uh, I will say, I'll do a little teaser here. I might have even said it on last episode or not. But maybe by the time this episode airs, I really hope, we may have a new t-shirt up at ProWrestlingTees.com slash CrossTheLineTNA. I am waiting for approval. I will also say there's a really good chance they might not approve this one. But I'm trying. Yeah, they might not. I'm giving it a shot. It's worth. Yeah, it's worth it. I don't know. And, guys, it's not black. Oh, I might have said too oh, much. Oh, damn it. Okay, Ron Killings tags in Rhino. Clothesline's the alpha male. Bob, I'm getting, I'm thinking this match might actually be the rest of the show. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering, too. Shoulder block by Rhino, not a gore in the corner. Are we Shrimp Mons Brown? He I've never understood it. that. He does a shoulder block <laughs> in the corner, and it's like, but that's not the gore. But he no, literally it's not does it. the gore. Right. Yeah, they're chanting for it. He already has done it, but whatever. Sidesteps a bit. Now, Rhino's the legal man. This is important. So I feel like something's going to happen where they're going to be like, oh, Ron's the legal man, but he's not. Oh, Oh, well, now he is. Now he is, because he just tagged it. Rhino, disregard that. Clothesline to the floor. Ron Killing's going after Monty Brown now. The Ron is not winning this match. No. He's going to hit with the pounce, Bob. There's no way. Here we go. Oh, no. I thought he was going to do it. The alpha bomb. He called it. Let's see. Wait. No. Oh, Killings broke out. What the fuck? Flatliner? Since when does Ron do a flatliner? Oh, does that mean Canyon's going to come in? He's going to be like, you're taking my finger. Who better? (laughs) I wish. Oh, Abyss and Rhino brawling into the crowd. Get get away from that aluminum foil wall. What's this? Father James Mitchell is snorting cocaine with hookers? Oh, oh wait, that no, that's wrong not. This show, is a, wrong, wrong, wrong show. Joke. This is not NWA. I guess technically it sort of is, but it's not the well, that NWA. It's not NWA power. 
on the CW it, app. Uh, dude, on the app? They are going to the fucking wall, dude. Oh, wait. Right, they no, they're going to leave the building. They're going to do the wall at the pay-per-view now. See, yeah, now I hate yeah. to be that guy. But maybe we should have just done the... We should have just saved it and done the wall at the pay-per-view. Well, yeah, that... Oh, here's this Conan. son of a bitch. I just said all my. Oh, he look at. Do you see his? He is walking? limping pretty bad. I didn't think we were going to see him. He's got that slapjack in his hand. He's trying to give it to Ron Killings, who is it's not like tennis it. balls in a fucking sock. I think they're supposed to be pool balls, but yeah. Yeah, they're probably tennis balls. Though. They're probably tennis balls. Oh, he fell off the rope, and here comes the pounce. Oh, oh, oh dude, yeah, dude, at dude. the camera, that was sick. Cover. Three. Technically, Ron Killing's head might be under the rope, but I will let it slide. I don't, I don't think it yes, is. Yes, it is. It is. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm going to let it slide. I mean, when you come out to crickets, you're, pro- I mean, you're probably fucking losing. Monty Brown taunts on the rope. Conan's talking to Killings. I have a feeling he's finally going to just beat the shit out of him. No, because he was trying to help out Ron, so he should be hitting Monty Brown with this fucking tennis ball. He's about to beat the shit out of Killings and try to get Killings that baby face sympathy. They're they're good. (gasps) Wait. They're fine. Something at the TNA office. Yeah, he's fine. Wait, it was just Christian Cage's locker room? I know what's happened to you in the past. The outside interference is under control. Steel cage. Oh, Stinger, oh, st- seriously, he's talking to Sting on the phone. I know you're passing the torch. <laughs> I always keep my promises. Tomorrow night, I'm going to become the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. All right. I thought he was going to say I love you. So, <laughs> <laughs> And now we're ending the show with a video package. Yeah, but this didn't happen on the show. Oh, we're just seeing like... No, it's general. leading up. Yeah, it's James Gang LAX the, going through the wall. Team Canada attacking I Team see. 3D. They're just promoting like every match. Yes, yeah, so we can kind of do some uh, some chatter here at the end of the show. Because we're closing out. So once again, Bob, we have closed the show with this tease that, hey, Sting still exists, guys. Right. Why do you think, though, that they had him in this closed-door TNA office, do not enter? Like, what was that about? Is Steve Gordon going to be the special referee? And then, so he's like, that's why he said the outside interference is under control. So they're going to have Steve, not Sting, Steve Steve Gordon is going to be the special referee. Well, he said something about Outside interference to be taken care of. Are they going to put it in a cage? There's no way. You can't do that two months before lockdown. That defeats the whole purpose of lockdown. The, the thing is, in a normal, and I feel like normally they wouldn't care, but I do feel like for a while they respect the lockdown stipulation. Like that's when we do. Cage I mean, matches. that's true. And I remember a while ago I was looking at like old cards, and then the, like, there was lockdown, and then like three months later there was another random cage match, and I was like, why? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it happens, but okay, we officially yeah, just went like, yeah, like victory road. I was like, okay, okay, we just uh, had nine cage matches. We have to do another <laughs> one. Yes, and okay, I'm only gonna give it a pass when it's the six sides of steel because it's so much cooler. Because there's two more sides, baby. Yeah. I fucking love it. Anyways, 
that was our go home show before we cover against all odds. Bob, what did you think? Okay, so I don't know if this show would have made me want to buy against all odds more. I think that's um, I think that's a fair point. So I'm just trying to think this through. Well, the, so the the opening tag match, I had like probably unrealistic expectations for it, probably. Um, and I feel like it didn't deliver what I thought could have happened. Well, I hate to say it, but I do feel like we always have high expectations for these like go home shows, and generally we are disappointed because of our high expectations. Whereas yeah. they spread their they spread their stuff. I don't want to say thin, but they spread it over more weeks, right? So we've been getting that slow build that the exciting stuff over the past couple weeks. Like there's always like every show has at least one exciting thing. I feel like so this one it was like the Team 3D beat down by Team Canada, the, the blood and all that. Yeah, no, I think I think they front load it with talent. So when when you're at the go home show, they reserve. The big names, because you saw, like, let's say it's a four-week, you know, cycle or whatever. Those first three weeks, you're going to get your big names. And that last week, you're relying on video packages of the big name talents, and then you're focusing on maybe your undercard. And I think that with Team Canada and Team 3D thing, I mean, that kind of shows that, which that was a, a, a very good segment. But like you mentioned it's the day, the night before, in terms of airing, uh, yeah, the pay per view. So, does Devon come bandaged up? Now we had the same question for, I believe it was Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens, and they did, they did come they bandaged. Did. They did come bandaged. I'm gonna say that he does not. I have this really okay. This is might sound stupid, but something tells me. He's a veteran. I ain't wearing that shit on pay per view, right? Like I'm not doing. I'm not coming out with that. Right. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, might be wrong, but however, I'm sort I of thinking like that. Would, I would be fine with him not doing it, like not having the bandage. But if he doesn't do that, he needs to be bleeding almost instantly. So then it's like, hey, I'm busted open from. Yeah, my... like I, I've had this open wound since fucking last night. I don't have a bandage. I have like really weak glue on my forehead. And if you punch me really hard, I'm going to be bleeding. Yeah. And guys, uh, it was nasty. Like really nasty. Shockingly nasty. Yeah. He went too deep. (laughs) Yeah. It was bad. That type of blood was like as if Team Canada grabbed legit barbed wire and dug it into his skull. And then like twisted it. And then he just was oozing blood. Uh, all right. I am going to, I don't know, man. And then we have the guy that we don't name is on the show. And that just immediately. Okay. Well, we can't, we can't just not because of that. However, that match was nothing. I, like it meant that nothing. was, that was nothing. And then we have the main event, which is ultimately really nothing. Um, because unfortunately Ron Killings has completely cooled off and is basically just a secondary character. For whatever reason. So I am going to say. I. I think I got to say a thumbs down. Yeah, I had a feeling it was coming. 
Yeah. Well, that being said, I I don't think it was a bad show, but due to the reasons discussed prior, I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle. This guy will not go thumbs down. Ever. I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was bad enough. It's for... not a bad show, but in terms of like thumbs up or thumbs down, like it's I gotta go. I'm not. Yeah, well, that's because you're you're being petty and you don't want to do it in the middle. No, I am being firm and consistent for the fucking list. So once again, guys, since you're the first a wishy washy and you're like, the first know. time since November twelfth, this is the first thumbs down show we've had since November twelfth. The first because one of Bob. The first one in 2006. That's not good news for us. We're on the downhill slope now, guys. Yeah, it's not good at all. I'm sure Against All Odds is definitely going to suck and definitely not be really good. Final Resolution was a disappointment, so we, who knows? Wait, what did I vote on that one? Oh, yeah, you did say down. <laughs> I said thumbs down. The fucking finishes for that show were just atrocious. Uh, especially the like main, the key ones. Um, anyway, all right, our next yeah. show is literally going to be released um, tomorrow. And uh, it's against all odds. It's a big one. And as of right now, there are six matches that are confirmed. And I might as well just remind you right now. LAX. I'm assuming Homicide and Apollo. I mean, Conan, the way that he was moving, probably should not be on pay-per-view. Taking on the James Gang, BG and K. Rhino and Abyss and a false count anywhere. The NWA World Tag Team Champions, America's Most Wanted, defending against Chris Saban and Sanjay Dunn. TNA X Division three-way rematch from Unbreakable, Samoa Joe, the champion, defending against Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles. In a grudge match now, Team 3D taking on Team Canada. Now, we don't know technically which two. I would assume Rude and Young. I think it's pretty... It's got to be, because wasn't A1 and PD in the other tournament? They were in the tag team tournament, but they lost. So Right, so I think by default that already meant that it was going to be Rude and okay. Erica. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. And then in the main event, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Jeff Jarrett, defending against Christian Cage. And of course, this is happening at the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida. On paper, it doesn't sound too bad. I feel like the Joe Daniel Styles match alone is probably going to make it uh, worthwhile if it's any indication from Unbreakable. AMW and Saban Dutt, who knows? That could be pretty enjoyable as well. And then uh, Jaren Cage. I think it's I think it's a pay-per-view that's like, hey, I should maybe check this out. But this, this impact did not. I, mean, I don't know. I just didn't. Then get me like, oh yeah, I definitely have to watch this. That's fair. Well, I'm a busk. You are. Good times. Uh, Dallas, you got anything else here? People, you wrap up to against all odds. No, I don't think so. I think that covered is it. And I hope everyone will join us for against all odds uh, tomorrow. And I hope you guys check us out over on all of our social pages because we post a lot of TNA shit. Yeah, and buy some merch because, like, I want to quit my job. That's right. ProWrestlingKeys.com slash CrossLineTNA, which is also our Instagram handle, our Twitter handle. And if you type in TNA CrossLine Podcast, you can like us on Facebook and find us on YouTube and subscribe to us. And guess what? Following us on these platforms are, is free. Yeah. Just, just like this podcast. Us. Just like this podcast. Yeah. 
And unless we like take up Podbean on their offer to insert ads, I mean, you guys don't want that to happen. All we ask is for people to leave reviews and follow yeah. us on social. And yeah, I won't, Mike put, Campbell, you bastard, do it. And I won't put annoying ads at the beginning and end of our show. I'll start. I'll start doing uh, ads. I'll be like, all right, time, uh, just pause it right now, and then I'll do a four-minute Blue Chew ad. Okay, guys, we're gonna pause. Yeah, pause at seventeen twenty-one. Uh, <laughs> Ugh, I don't know about you, but my cock is rock hard right now because <laughs> Blue Chew. What a right. way to end, guys. Yeah, what a, what way a great end. way. Here we go. Blue Chew, that's uh, our sponsor. I have to mention them at least once. I uh, also can't wait to eventually get the sponsorship of uh, Buckle Up. You know, gotta wear, wear your seatbelt when you're driving. Click it or ticket. Uh, all right. Our journey continues tomorrow against all odds. We will be there. Will you? For Dallas Gridley, I am Bob Conn Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross the Line of Podcast. Watch out, watch out, watch out for the bonfire.